And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fiss. I'm Rebecca Black. And don't go anywhere because we're going to have the ladies from the Booze and Bourbon podcast on in a bit. I know these girls are so cool. If you haven't had a chance to check out their podcast, make sure you go and listen. They've got a really great ghost story. They went on a haunted ghost tour in Kentucky. I think it's amazing. How perfect. You go to Kentucky to drink bourbon and then go on a ghost tour. Wait, they weren't drunk, right? When they saw the ghost. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah. And I don't really care if they were. I don't either. I still believe you. (laughs) Exactly. And Rebecca found this really cool story. Where is it out of? It's actually out of Houston, Texas. Houston, this up. Yeah, and it's a family who's being taunted by an Elsa doll. And this is legit. Legit. This is a real story. Yeah, it's been everywhere. Like, I saw it, like, in the New York Times and, like, a whole bunch of other places. It was everywhere and we're actually going to talk to the owner of that doll. Yes, yes, yes. And the crazy thing, because she even said on Twitter, she's like, I'm not responding to any more interviews. Yeah! But I'm going to talk to these girls because I like them. (laughs) We got the exclusive. Give them the email address. Uh, Yeah, if you've got a ghost story, please send it to us. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We love voice memos too, so send that right along as well. Yeah, ghost stories, Bigfoot stories, aliens. We haven't gotten a good UFO story in a long time. And just a little added caveat to this. If you have a good story about the time that you got scared or someone scared you, we would take that too, because Rebecca and I were telling stories last week. Oh, yeah. And like you and your husband have got a thing. We are in a vicious cycle of scaring each other. And like I got him this was like Saturday I think and I got him he was coming outside I was waiting on him to take him to go pick up his truck so I'm in my car and he doesn't know that I'm there he's not paying attention he's locking the door behind him and I as soon as he turns towards me I'm like on the horn Bitch. Dude jumped like <laughs> ten feet in the air, and I was like, "Yeah, you have a heart attack, right? You kill your husband that well, way." Well, he tried to kill me later yeah. uh, while I was in the shower. He <laughs> come around the corner, and he went like, "So we're in an apartment right now because yeah. we just sold our house, and we have the shower curtain, you know, with like the rings and stuff, where you like when you rip it back real yes. fast, like it's yes. psycho, very psycho." Yes. yes. So he straight up comes always going <sighs> still, super quiet, and you know how when you close your eyes and the like, you already think somebody's gonna get you yeah. with your eyes closed. Anyways, he pops that curtain back so fast and he goes like Mah! and I was like no like, and I never scream I never scream I always go like silent yeah this time I it was like blood curdle screaming I'm glad I was in the shower I peed my pants yeah well you weren't wearing any pants right so that's so, a good thing and I know they're feeling like as you're screaming oh. you're looking at them yes. and your brain's going that's your husband yes, yeah. and I hate you so much for that yeah my husband does the same thing to me but it, right now it's worse with the teenager oh, because she is on this kick of wanting to scare us like the other day I'm standing in the kitchen <laughs> In with the refrigerator door open and it's late like uh-huh. you know just about to go to bed and I'm looking at the freezer door and I just <laughs> shut it and she's just standing there behind the door oh. like kind of staring up at the ceiling just messing with me and then she a few days later her dad takes her to school every morning Uh really early it's still dark out so he goes out into the garage everything's still pitch black Mm -hmm. in the garage Mm -hmm. and all he hears is this little voice go daddy and she's in there hiding, waiting to scare him. Like, I even knew that was your child, and it freaked me out. Yeah, I know. Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, so 
We want those stories too. Hauntedafpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Don't forget to check the website, hauntedaf.com. That's where you can buy the Haunted AF t-shirts and sweatshirts. By the way, I was wearing my t-shirt the other day and somebody honked at me and I would like to think it's because they recognize the Haunted oh, AF. I so. I do too. Yay. I don't know if it was or not, but thank you to Guy and McKinney in a Tahoe honking yes. at my Haunted AF shirt. Oh, and we need to buy the sweatshirts. I know. I just have, I, I will get us a pair of sweatshirts because they're so cute <laughs> they and adorable. I really want them. And also we have the cool Haunted AF protection necklaces. Love it. It's a collaboration with Ventaglio. You can see the picture of them on our online store. Mm-hmm. So you can see what it looks like, but you have to click a separate link to actually get to them. So any of those purchases are actually going to help us keep the podcast yes, going. So think of it as like our pledge drive. Yeah, I love that. A donation. So let's see if we can get our booze and bourbon girls on the phone. Kim? Hey, Chad. Yay! Hi! <laughs> we are on the phone with Kem and Jen from Booze and Bourbon. Yeah, yeah. All the way up in Nova Scotia. You guys are like our great white spirit sisters. <laughs> and I'm so excited that we found your podcast. It's the Booze and Bourbon podcast, uh-huh. which I have been binging lately. And you guys are so much fun. And it's perfect because, A, oh. you're drinking bourbon, which Rebecca Heck and I, yeah. we were just discussing like why didn't we think of adding alcohol like right? we could have been drinking through this, this the whole, whole time. time so are you guys getting free, yeah are you getting free bourbon no well we've gotten a little bit but not like a whole lot it's kind of an expensive habit yeah especially right now i don't know about up in nova scotia but here i mean bourbon is stupid mm-hmm. expensive thank god we've been collecting it for a long time so i sent one of you a picture of our bourbon bunker so <laughs> i love that name well it's right behind you we should break into that okay. So one of the really fun things about listening to your podcast is breaking through the language barrier. You say a boot, a boot, which is is adorable. And another one that I picked up when y'all were talking about Christmas shopping, you said you had to stand in the lineup. What does that mean? We know how to say it. That's like waiting in line for something. Okay. So do you know what standing in a lineup means in the United States? Getting like your mugshot? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Or like picking you out of a lineup. They say you committed murder. When you stand in a lineup, that's when they have the victim on the other side. Side of a two-way mirror, waiting to say that's her. She's the one who did it. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, please don't change that. No. That was perfect. You guys did an actual investigation recently at a place. What is it? Waverly Heights, Waverly Hills Sanatorium <gasps> in Kentucky. In Kentucky. Okay, you have to tell us about this. To summarize, it was a very awesome experience. You get to go in at nighttime. It's nice and dark. Can't remember how many was in our group. I think it was like 15-ish maybe. I think um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess the highlight for me was when I decided to volunteer to go down one of these hallways where all the shadow people are, as they oh, call them. God. Um, <laughs> so the gentleman who was very like chill, given what his tours and stuff, he said, can I get a volunteer? I just want the group to stand here and we'll get someone to walk down the hallway so everyone else can see how the shadow people come out and interact with her and what? or like, they'll be curious, so they'll come out to greet you. So... I was super excited apparently that day and raised my hand. So it got to be me. So I walked down the hallway. Of course, it was pitch black, so I couldn't see anything. And you went quite a far distance down the hallway. I was standing back and I was just very proud of her. That's a brave moment. 
Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't turn back now because I've already said I would go and I don't know so many people. So yeah. I can't be chicken. So right. I have to just continue. But basically like as I walk, I mean, I couldn't see very well, but like I was catching little light orbs. Yeah. Kind of catching things in the corner of my eye, but trying not to like really focus because I didn't want to like freak myself out. But right. the only thing I noticed physically was as I got closer to the end of the hallway it was like the air was very thick and it was just felt really heavy on my chest like it got harder to breathe as I got farther to the end of the hallway which I did say to him but as I turned around to come back he asked me to put my arms out so that you could see how like the shadow people were coming and crossing in front of me because you would see the shadow obviously break in the line of my arms and kind right, of thing. Right. So I turned around to come back and I had this uber creepy feeling of somebody standing right over my left shoulder. And as I was thinking that in my head, I could hear Tim kind of squeal. And then he said, oh, do you see that big tall one that's right beside her? Oh, oh my like, gosh. Right her shoulder. <laughs> and then that made me freak out even more because I'm like, okay, I do feel it. It's right beside me. And I'm like trying not to turn around and look at it, but it's right here. You can feel somebody when they're leaning over your shoulder. And I was like, this is super creepy but from a spectator side of things so like me standing with the rest of the group and watching Jen down at the end of the hallway at first I thought it was my mind playing tricks on me but it looked like a super tall skinny shadow like and then as she was putting her arms out her arms looked so much longer like there was a shadow behind her that was so much longer than her arms outstretched and then you could see something that was really big behind the left hand side of her i think what i'm freaking out most about these are like shadow people on command right like all you had to do was just walk down a hall and they're all like swarming you right that's freaky as hell what's the background of this hospital they don't know the exact number of people that died from tuberculosis but it was a tuberculosis hospital. So it's really cool because they had all of these rooms on the second floor that were completely open to the elements, whether it was snow or sun, but they believed that the fresh air and the sunlight were Mm -hmm. positive treatments for tuberculosis. There are rumors that 67,000 people died in this hospital during the time it was open. Mm -hmm. They had this extremely long body shoot that they wanted to keep the morale up of the patients. So they ended up having this back chute that they would take the bodies out and it was underground. It was like an underground tunnel and it was built on a decline so that they could roll the bodies down on the gurney. No! Oh my gosh! I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're like blown away. We're like speechless blown away. That floor that we had the experiences with the shadow people on, there's a bit of a background story to that too. Like the only place that's lit up are the stairwells. So we were on the stairwell going up to the fourth floor and there's this massive metal door there and the tour guide was like yeah back in the day the previous owners didn't allow tours to happen and nobody was allowed in the building but they always had trespassers and they had this group of teenagers that went up into the building and started like messing around up there and these doors had no locks on them but there was like a 12 by 12 opening of where glass used to be Mm -hmm. and so the security guards saw these kids and they were like hey, we caught you, come out, we've already called the police. And the kids were like, we can't get out, we're locked, we're stuck. So the security guard had to come up and he's like, this is really crazy because there's no locks on the doors. And the kids were on the inside of the fourth floor trying to get out, screaming. Um, They're like, we can't get out, the shadow people are keeping us in there. And they were trying to crawl through this 12 by 12 window. And he's like, we had to get hatchets out, they had to do everything trying to open this door. And then he swings open the door while we're all in that. Stairwell. Oh, and we of get to see the, the inside of the door with all the hatchet marks. 
It was oh! nuts. And then he opens up the door and he's like, welcome to the fourth floor where all the shadow people are. And then Doug was brave enough to be like, yeah, I want to volunteer. What is it? Were you high? No, like that is not cool. Oh my God. I mean, I wish I was. I it probably like- would have helped me a little oh, bit. Oh my goodness. When was this? Just this past yeah. May. Oh, okay. Like, so recent. Because I thought that shadow people had a tendency to attach themselves, uh-huh. right? Isn't like, I feel like that's the story I've always heard about shadow yeah. People. Maybe Jen got herself a boyfriend yeah, in Kentucky and we don't know about it. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. I like that. It's a nice tall lanky hey. thing. Ooh, long arms. <laughs> also, Kim, did you have something crazy happen to you over the holidays? Well, it wasn't me personally, but it happened to my brother. Okay. So back in May as well, we had a really close family member. She was kind of like a second mom to me. She passed away and she was really close to my brother too. She used to spend so much time with him and his family and look after his kids and everything. And her name was Cheryl. So anyway, over the Christmas holidays, my husband and I were at my brother's place on Christmas Eve. And my sister-in-law was like, you know, what's crazy is Cheryl must have known how sick she really was because she ended up leaving a present for both you and your brother. And yeah, so when she passed me the present, of course, it was like a really emotional time. And it was about 8.30 at night. My husband and I ended up leaving. And at about 10 o'clock at night, my brother called me and he's like, I've got a story for you. And my brother is not into the paranormal Mm -hmm. whatsoever like I am. So I said, okay, well, I'm sitting down. So what's your story? And he's like, I was putting a piece of wood on the fire in my garage, which is like a 200 foot distance from his house. And he was like, I went to go put the last log on the fire and turn off the light switch. And in between that, I start getting this really weird ringing happening on my phone. He's like, it's not something I recognize. So I picked up my phone and I looked at it and it was a FaceTime. And he's like, Cheryl didn't have an iPhone, did she? I'm like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, her name at iCloud.com came up. He was like, I I know. He's like, I was so freaked out. I couldn't answer the call. And my sister-in-law and I were like, what? How did you not answer? What did you answer? And he was like, I was way too freaked out. I couldn't do it. But it was just so wild that it happened on Christmas Eve. She loved Christmas. She was super close to my brother and I. So it was just one of those things that is really hard to explain. See, Rebecca had yeah. something similar happen. Right. Yeah, tell my, her your story. My husband's grandmother passed away in April. And um, over, what, two, three weeks before Christmas, we mm-hmm. all got a text message from his grandma. And we're like, what? Like, so we what? all, yeah, it was a group text and it was from his grandma. And we're all like freaking out. It is a video from my mother and father-in-law's house of them walking in through the door. Like a ring doorbell video. Like a ring video. doorbell video, yeah. So we're all freaking out. And it like what, mm-hmm. one right after the other, everybody's like, what's going on? What's happening? Why was me? Ma's name coming across the thing and then it just turned out to be my father-in-law on her iPad. He was just it messing was, around yeah. with her iPad. Like, oh. I was still connected like her her number was still connected to it somehow. And he didn't realize he was texting no, everyone. No he thought he was texting from his own phone right. number or whatever but it was from ah. Mima's, and we all just like lost it. So ladies thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Again this is Jen and Kim from the Booze and Bourbon podcast. Listen to it. They yes. will tell you what bourbon you should be drinking. <laughs> oh, and I they, love it. They play awesome <laughs> rounds of would you rather oh that's the best game on earth yeah and the, the one i was listening to recently it was like would you rather put a firecracker in your butt or pee champagne clearly pee champagne Champs, always although i mean i think that might even feel kind of good yeah. honestly i want to encourage everybody to listen to the first booze and bourbon of the year because you guys had a really awesome episode on paveglia Sorry, oh yeah. my god rebecca you what's to, paveglia hell island basically i guess is one of the terms they call it but yeah. 
it's in. by Italy there somewhere. It's a little island where they put the barely alive bodies of <gasps> people who are suffering from different illnesses. There's been multiple different ghost hunting shows that have gone out there and gotten like, I guess every single person that's gone there has had something happen one way or the other, but it's just a lot of tormented souls. And listen to the first Booze and Bourbon of 2020 because okay. they've got a segment on it and it is fantastic. You oh. guys are great. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you ladies so much. It's been great being on your show. So we've got a story from Facebook. This is from Mike. He says, since my mom passed away in 2015, a lot of supernatural things have been happening to me. Like stuff would fall right in front of me, mostly when I'm by myself. It would even happen at the store, at my friend's place, anywhere I go. I wonder if it's my mom. Maybe she's stuck on the other side. If that's the case, how can I help her move on? We've gotten a couple of questions like this where people feel bad. They feel like there's someone kind of stuck there. I know. Yeah, I know. Mm. Poor mom. Um, The one thing that we always hear is it just to try asking or just reminding like yeah. maybe they kind of don't know and if you're just like hey mm-hmm. mom you know, it's okay for you to go ahead and go yeah, on it's time for you to move on you're right. not supposed to be here anymore you are dead yeah, you're you no don't longer have to- living there's something better waiting for you you need to move on you can try saging but it, I mean again just try talking because yeah. it seems like in a lot of cases that actually works mm-hmm. he also said uh, since me and my bros my, me and my bros. bros since me and my bros <laughs> moved to this new place I keep seeing this weird light it's like a flash that would show up in the middle of nowhere. But when I look around, I can't find anything. I don't know what's going on here, but I see it almost every night. Now, I know we immediately would think ghost in this case. Always. But listen, flashes of light, that can be a sign of a detached retina. That's oh. actually like a very clear sign of a detached Somebody's retina. Somebody's been on the WebMD. <laughs> well, I Googled it just because of I thought course. that sounds like it might be. I was thinking it was one of those weird uh, migraines, like an ocular migraine. Very well could be as well. Right. But they were saying that flashes of lights that's actually just a very obvious symptom of a detached retina so, so mike call the eye doctor go book to the an appointment eye doctor. today yeah um, d- you'll get 15 percent off your visit if you say haunted af <laughs> no you won't don't say that <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need we need a sponsor we need an eye doctor sponsor an eye doctor sponsor <laughs> um okay so rebecca has recorded her own dead pet of the week theme yes. song wait hold on don't play yet don't play i think hold on hold on we need a warning here oh really because this one is kind of like if you're sensitive to flashing lights yeah or, no. yeah it could cause seizures maybe i don't know <laughs> oh, really? but it's like right up in your face immediately there's no uh slow intro or anything there's no like build that. up yeah. it's just it, and it's so bad okay thank you it needs to be bad here we go rebecca's <laughs> dead pet of the week theme song <laughs> Oh my god, I'm playing that again. What is that, death, yeah, death metal? Just I, Yeah. I, honestly, I tried to go for a classical approach, like an <laughs> opera. Yeah. But the song that I wanted, I couldn't find. It wasn't working well. And right. I was like, let's just go in a whole different... Uh, yeah, nothing says beloved dead pet. No, Like rage EDM, metal. Rage metal. <laughs> Screamo! <laughs> that is... By the way, that's me. <laughs> in case you didn't know. 
God bless Thank you. you. Thank you for the commitment. Thank you. Rebecca Black. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we do want, uh, and I'm saying this because it's hard enough to get you people to send in your damn ghost stories. Right, I know. But if you would send in your own Dead Pet of the Week theme song, please just know we would absolutely yes. explode with joy yeah. over here. So uh, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Please send in your own <laughs> Dead Pet of the Week theme song, and it could be as cheesy as you sitting yeah. in your car with a kazoo, okay? Mm-hmm. That was option three by the way. <laughs> okay. So you're going to read the story for us? Wait, I thought you were doing Dead Pet of the Week. Oh, okay. That's you. Because you got the picture. <laughs> I've got the picture. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. Okay. So this came from Instagram. He says, my six-year-old cat passed away on January 6th from an aneurysm. And yesterday, this happened. Okay. All right. So Rebecca's seeing the photo for the first time. <gasps> oh, it's a light like on the ceiling. It's like a light on the ceiling. And it's there's almost like a weird trail behind it. Yeah. And when you're- lo- Oh my gosh. When you're looking, I asked him if there was any light or anything that could be coming in, uh-huh. you know, and he said there were no outside light sources. And the reason it got his attention is that his cats were looking at it. So his, he called <gasps> oh. her his, uh, her cat sisters were all laying on the bed, looking up at it and watching it. And then he started watching it and was like, what the hell am I looking at? And that's when he grabbed his phone and got the picture. Oh, well, maybe the kitty sisters know what, that it's their sister maybe. or something. Oh. Well, and it almost kind of looks like it has legs. Yeah. Like it, it's really strange. So we're going to post that at hauntedaf.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. And thank you for sharing that, yeah, this with us. I hope that is your precious baby angel kitty. I know. And sorry, like six days I ago. Know. That was it. That was very, oh, very recent. So sad. So here, there's a second cat story. Do you want to read that one? Sure. Uh, this one's short and sweet and haunted AF. Yeah. <laughs> I was lying in my bed on my phone while my cat was sleeping on the end of the bed. I noticed that she woke up and seemed startled with her ears pulled back and her eyes wide. She looked straight at me. So I said, hi, baby. Gotta do the voice. Hi, baby. Hi, I baby. know. I do. What are you doing, baby? I do that all the time <laughs> to my cats. What I did not expect was to hear a female voice from the living room respond with, hi. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I shit the bed, got up, got dressed, got in my car and left for a few hours. I eventually came back because I left the cat there. Ha ha. Poor thing. I was home alone that night. No TV, no Netflix, no nothing. No voices since then. But that's about as creepy as it gets. Uh, he says I shit the bed. And then he's like, I got up and got dressed. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you really shit the bed? Like, well, shoot. And then if he not. got up and left it there for a few hours, that's no good. <laughs> with the cat with it. Oh, I love that. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle no, that yeah, very I'm well. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. So Rebecca found this next story for us. Yeah, we've got a haunted Elsa doll that is living in Houston, Texas, way too close to home, Yeah, you ask me. And Rebecca found her mother. Yeah. Our original <laughs> owner. Original em- owner. Yeah, Emily um, Modinia? I don't know, but don't let's know. get her on the phone right now. Hello? Emily? Yes. Hey, this is Rebecca and Julie from Haunted AF. Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. I know, we have so many questions for you. Okay, first of all, Emily ended up like all over the news, all over Everywhere. social media because of this haunted Elsa doll. So give us a little background on the doll first. So the doll was a gift to my daughter about six years ago, I think. Frozen had come out recently and everybody was obsessed with it. I think all but, of us, I mean, I have daughters too, and it's uh-huh. like when Frozen very first came out, there it was Elsa it and on everything. everything. Yeah, so we it, all yeah, have that Yeah, and stuff. now it is even more again, mm-hmm. so it's never ending. 
<laughs> but um, she got the stall, and we didn't think anything about it. It has these little switches on the back. You know, one of the switches seemed to turn it off, and then one position, it was like a demo mode. Mm-hmm. So she would say, like, a little bit of a line or, like, a snippet from a song. And then the other position was, like, the entire Let It Go song. And it was always singing in English or talking in English for, like, two years. And then a couple of years later, we moved to San Marcos. We were in Laredo at the time. I actually got divorced and I took the kids and we moved to San Marcos. So I was on my own with them. And the doll started doing that in Spanish sometimes, which I thought what? was really weird. And I looked into it and apparently that doll is supposed to be able to do that. So that wasn't a huge deal. Oh, okay. Like, oh, it's bilingual. Great. But why, why did it never do that for two years? Do you remember when Buzz Lightyear started doing that in one of the Toy Story movies where it suddenly Buzz Lightyear got switched over to a Spanish mode? <laughs> And he was like a Latin lover at that point, too. I'm sorry. Flashback. Okay. So, so she starts speaking in Spanish. Then what happens? But then it was weird because we would turn it off and it would speak in the middle of the night. Like you have, you're supposed to press the necklace button Mm -hmm. and then it speaks or does whatever it does. And it would just do it when it was just sitting in the corner of the room on its own. This isn't like a Barbie doll sized doll. either. This is a kind of a, it's a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like a kid Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like skinny Barbie size. It looks like a six year old or something. Which it's really cute. Unless then when it starts singing and talking on its own, then it's kind of really creepy looking. Mm -hmm. But you know, I've heard so many stories about people saying, Oh, my toys go off. My Furby did this, you know, and I've heard that for (laughs) years. And so I thought, you know, this is a thing. Like also really didn't freak me out that much. You know, life is Um, also easier when you live in denial. Yeah. You know, when yeah. it's just like, no, that's yeah. not happening. It's yeah. not anything scary, whatever. Right. Move on. And I was a single mom of two toddlers. So I had other things to worry about at the time. Sure. Yeah, the busy. Doll that was just singing. So the reason that it got crazy to where it is right now is just this past December, we decided to get rid of the doll because my husband was like, okay, we are getting rid of everything that we have because we're getting a whole bunch more mm-hmm. gifts and we don't have room in our house. Sure. Smart move. So, I think a lot of us do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And so um, he went in my daughter's room with a garbage bag with her and said, let's decide what you don't want anymore. Some of it will donate. Some of it will throw away. And she was like looking at her iPad. She's like, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Because she has an iPad. Yeah. I don't need toys. Yeah. I don't need toys anymore. So he asked her, do you care about this? And the Elsa doll, she said no. And he put it in the garbage bag, not the donate bag, because she's colored on it. And so he put it in the garbage bag, took it out to the garbage, and the garbage was taken away. And so we forgot about it. Two weeks later on Christmas Eve, my husband, we couldn't find his stocking. It was really strange because in the closet where I keep all the stockings, we had all of them except for his. And so we're searching the house. And I opened up this bench in the living room that we never opened it up. And it was covered with books and things. So, like, it was hard to open it. And the doll was inside that bench. By itself. Yeah. It was actually my husband who found her. I was in the other room searching something else and he yelled oh! from the living room. And I thought there was like a snake in the house or something. And I ran in there. The kids weren't even home. I ran in there and he was like, How did this get in here? And I was like, I don't know. That's super weird. And I thought, Okay, maybe one of the kids put it in here. That's my terrifying. daughter didn't want I know. it. So it's not like she went to go get it out of the garbage. She wouldn't have put it there. And it was not easy to open either. There was that's, stuff that's stacked my on thing. top of it. Is it one of those? old like cedar chest that's what i'm thinking yeah of. yeah this is a wooden bench that had been in my grandparents house so what happened and after that so my husband neither of us are really superstitious but he went and put rubber gloves on that is so smart i don't know what's going on so we like got a little garbage bag and i held the garbage bag and he picked up the doll by like one of its little hands <laughs> and dropped it in the bag and we like double tied it really tight and then we put it in our 
kitchen garbage can and then pulled that out and had a whole bunch of other garbage in it. And we tied that really tight and I followed him out to the backyard. He put it in the garbage can and we wheeled it out to the curb. We're like, this thing is going. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. we are done with this doll. So it's double bagged ridiculous. in with regular yeah. garbage trash. in the trash can at <laughs> yeah. the curb now. And also, I yes. like that it took two of them to confirm that we both took it it's and put it out, out on now. the curb. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the garbage truck came, it took the garbage away, we brought the container back, put it in the backyard where it lived, and there's nothing in it, confirmed everything was collected. Mm-hmm. So, we forgot about it. Like, we went to visit his family, and we, like, went somewhere for New Year's, and then we came back, and part of a tree had fallen in our backyard what? while we were gone. So, we thought that was kind of weird. It was, yeah. like, this little, a little tree. And so, um, my dad came over, and he and my daughter helped cut it up and get rid of it. And my daughter came in, and she's like, Mom... Elsa came back. <gasps> I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and she's like, she's in the backyard. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? what? And I went out there and I looked and it was the same doll because I told you my daughter colored on it, uh-huh. you know, and it had like markings, very specific markings on it that she had made. And it was standing against the wall, like with one of its arms up in the air, like it was going like to raise its hand. about to climb up into your window. That are, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, I'm haunting you. Hi, I'm Elsa. What? Let it go. Oh my <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I felt Sick. Here's my number one question. Are you <laughs> sure your husband is not messing with right. you? Are you sure? Yes. After I found the doll in the backyard, I came in the house and he was on the phone with somebody and I gave him this look of death. Oh, no. And he told the person on the phone, I should go. Uh-huh. It's an emergency. <laughs> just, it's an emergency. I just like did the finger like come here. Like I couldn't even talk. I was like, oh. come here. And he came out into the backyard. I showed him the doll and he like visibly turned white oh. when he saw it. Oh, and he was like, ah. what? There were some expletives that I won't yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. But, and he looked at me like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you guys so were blaming each we're other, basically. Like, yeah. each other. And my daughter is laughing. She's like, oh my God, it's like Elf on the Shelf. And I was like, okay, yeah, right. This no, is, honey, it's Satan. This is actually <laughs> or, the, yeah. a, a really, I love how adults automatically go to demons. You're right, I know. Right? You know and find a child. It's magic. Maybe it is just magic. She's coming back. Emily, I have to be honest. When I very first started seeing this turn up on social media and Rebecca set up the yeah. interview with you, I didn't think I was going to believe you when we talked to you. <laughs> and listening to you, I'm like, damn, this really it happened. It sounds legit. This is real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well, what, I'm getting a lot of that. Did you mail it to somebody? I'm seeing this other guy yeah, now yeah. on Twitter. So okay. how did that happen? So the second we found in the backyard, that's when I posted on Facebook, hoping that maybe if there was someone pranking me, they would say, yeah, it's me. And instead, Facebook collectively shit its pants. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I started getting stuff from really paranormal people. And I was like, wow, this is not yeah. what I expected. Mm-hmm. But, hi. Um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the paranormal show. <laughs> so, so my friend Chris, he commented, hey, send me the doll. And I I was like, you know what? I will. So okay. I sent the doll to him. I think that's a great I idea. That's exactly what it's I would have done. It's out of your hands at this point. Yeah. Right? And especially exactly, he's asking because for I it. Know, send me a picture of you with it so I know you have it. If you try to donate it or do something where you don't know where it's going, I'm always afraid I'm going to look under the couch and it'll be there. Oh my God. Well, so, I mean, there's still that chance. Yeah. Yeah. No promises yeah. there. So did Zach Baggins really reach out to him about oh, yeah. buying yeah, the doll? Did. Is he going to sell it or is he going to keep it? I don't know. I mean, Chris is he's having a blast with this thing 
Sure. So of I feel like he wants to keep it. And I talked with Zach. We had a nice conversation. Ooh, okay, good. He, That's he cool. wanted to buy it. He wanted the doll. And I was like, I have nothing to do with this anymore. I was never interested in selling it. In fact, I feel weird about taking money for this potentially haunted thing. I feel like uh-huh. that was like, I don't know. I just feel weird about that. Well, so especially if something I, like happens. Well, I didn't yeah. in the future or yeah. whatever. See, I didn't even think about that. I yeah. was going to bitch until you got your money. Right, right. <laughs> but now that, yeah, no. now that you're saying that, it's like, that is kind of okay, like blood on your hands. Yeah. No, something. yeah. I would not take a penny for this thing. Like what I've experienced with it is so weird to me. It just sounds like you you're, you are like, I'm done. I want to get rid of it. I, I don't want it in my house. Yeah. yeah, be done. Yeah. And there's something else that's probably the most creepy thing that happened when my husband and I got the doll and put it in the box. It laughed <gasps> for like 30 seconds. No. <laughs> yeah. Now this was the most bone chilling thing. So this doll, it has a little giggle programmed into it. So when it would say something in Spanish or English, it uh-huh. would like go <laughs> like a little giggle. Okay. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But it laughed for 30 seconds. Right. It wasn't like a weird demonic laugh. I mean, it sounded like it's normal giggle, but it went on and on and on. Uh, and my go. husband and I looked at each other like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, so, at this point, I'm yeah. actually kind of worried about your friend now. Yeah. Because yeah. didn't he like, he like duct taped it to the front of his Jeep? Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't think he's driving the Jeep. I know that he's keeping the doll. I think it's in like a workshop, so it's not <sighs> near him. He just visits it. Okay. So, and honestly, I think he doesn't believe any of this stuff. I don't think he thinks like haunted things exist. We're going to try to get him on the podcast too and just see if anything else has come from it. Yeah. You know, but you have to keep us posted on that. Yes, that in. If, if that it shows up in like yeah. two weeks, like we need yeah. to talk to you like ASAP. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the two week deadline. I'm like, as soon as two weeks go by, I feel like I'll be okay if Wait, I don't see it. I don't know. It might take her longer on those little legs to get it. Yeah, that's true. From, from <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota to down to El Paso. <laughs> so when will the two week marker be since you send it off? January 24th, I think. Oh, that's God, the, that's like right around the, the corner. I put in my head. Okay, <laughs> Emily, take care. Thank you so much for telling us the story. It's awesome. Of course. Thank you. So I'm working on something right now. I'm hoping we can pull this together in time for next week. But it's this man who directed a documentary series called Cursed Films. Ooh. It's for Shutter TV. Love and it. it's all about movies that were allegedly cursed, like Poltergeist yeah. or The Exorcist. So we're going to try to get him on the phone. And we're also going to talk to a woman who was thrilled about her brand new house is uh-huh. right next to this really old cemetery nope. until something started moving her baby around. Oh, stop. Her baby. The her, whole baby. The whole baby. No freaking way. Yep. Oh my gosh. And that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. So you better listen. Yeah, that's not it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a new outro music. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't forget, guys. <laughs> Okay. Here's the outro. Here's the it's outro. so like happy and magical. Are you sure you don't want to like keep that? It's gorgeous. I think I'm gonna have to leave that in. Okay, here, here it is. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.